Hey, welcome to the Poetry at In Deep Recording podcast. podcast. So close. <laughs> <laughs> um, what what a month we've had. What a month we've had. What a crazy month. What have you been up to? Get, just been... Oh. oh. <laughs> you just got a new car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might be able to hear our neighbour in the background having a birthday party. That's cool. Is that what's going on? That's what's going on across the street. Well, a bunch of people have been getting out of cars. A bunch of teenagers have been getting out of cars and going into that flat. Could be a party for any occasion. There's, yeah. Well, there's been loud music. Maybe they just... I just uh, assumed birthday. Yeah, well, yeah. Maybe they just uh, came first in their snooker competition. <laughs> like, well done, David. How do you get that ball? Sports centres aren't open. Oh, uh, yeah. I thought Reardon's was open. No, Reardon's, does, Reardon's a sports centre. Well, there you go. They tried to open it and it got cancelled. Shut down by the Scottish government. Man, speaking <laughs> of things not being open, we've not been able to get into Indeep. Yeah. What a segue. Well, that was uh, a good segue, like, actually. I could have rolled that all the way to Indeep. For <laughs> and then not been allowed yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> Indeep is open. You should book a table, yeah. go down and get some food. But we can't do any gigs there yet. It looks like Scotland's going to be in phase three for ages. That's because yeah. people keep having fucking birthday parties. <laughs> as soon as we finish recording, we're going to go shout at a bunch of teenagers across the street. So in lieu of, of Indeep being open, we've been doing some Zoom events. I don't know if you've been listening to them, enjoying them. Oh, we've done two so far. Yeah. Some buzz. Yeah. It's, <laughs> the buzz has been... <laughs> Buzzful. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah. It's been great. It's been really good. And uh, our first one um, was with the the wonderful Henry Bell. Um, you can. I'm, I'm, we're going to play my intro and then Henry's uh, performance um, after this, and you can kind of hear I've got those first gig nerves. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was like, I'll just, I'll just do the fucking intro on the fly. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, I had like a, a, a flow chart of sorts of notes. Not even bullet point. But it was, it was more a. Mind shower, a thought shower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like you got that off some like crazy writing block. Yeah, you know uh, I mean? but um, I uh, but yeah, it wasn't the best. But yeah. that's the thing; it's live. It's going out on Zoom. Yeah, all, yeah. All in, in the call. So that was that was for Henry's book launch as yeah, well. Uh, so that's what. Oh yeah, that's what I should have said. Yeah, oh, for the Henry's last lock-in. Don't mean to make it about myself. Yeah, no, that's okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the um, yeah, the the last lock-in by Henry Bell is available on our shop now. It's a fantastic wee collection. It was really fun to put together, and Henry is such an amazing person. You're going to hear lots about him in my wonderful intro. I'm not going to be down on my intro. I'm not going to be down on myself. Confident. I've- yeah, yeah, good. Uh-huh. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad intro. to hear it. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, In fact, yeah. Just, just come to it with no free conclusion. Yeah, yeah. I mean? just, just turn up the intro and just see how you feel. Yeah, yeah. just sort of live in the mint- intro. Yeah, you know uh-huh. what I mean. Yeah, just yeah, sit uh-huh. back, let the intro sort of. This is the intro to the intro. Man, Man we're <laughs> intro new intro. <laughs> <laughs> what else have we been doing? Um, well, we got another Zoom Zoom event coming up soon. Mm-hmm. The Zoom coming soon. Yep. Yeah, Lottie C's event. For her bit launch, my body used to feel like yours. That's gonna that's be that's gonna be good. That's gonna be so good. It's on the sixth of August. Yeah. Five thirty. You can check out our social media, or you can just join us in the Zoom Zoom chat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. That'll just be good. if you've still got the code. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From the last one. There's no password. You just get get the Zoom code and come on. Is in. it the same code? Same code every time. There you go. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty pretty impressive. Pretty pretty. <laughs> know what we're doing. Wish I'd wish I'd written down the code. We're we're a bit of a whiz when it comes to Zoom. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. We know exactly what we're zooming. Get it instead of doing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
Lottie's book is available now. Um, you can order it so you can have it. We could have it with you for the launch on the 6th of August as well. You should mm. check out um, Lottie's book. And of course, if you want to get our books oh, before any of is, before oh, anyone else. How, how, how could I get both Lottie's and Henry's book without even trying? How would that, how would that be possible? So for 6 99 a month, you can get a book of poetry sent to your door. Every month we have a new author. It's it's incredible. It's great. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Lottie sees this month. Andrew Blair's next month. It's gonna be pretty great. Mm-hmm. We've got loads of we've got loads of good things coming up. We've got a big we've got a massive Christmas lineup. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Don't oh, tell him yet. Oh, yeah. Don't oh, tell him yet. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> crazy! I can't believe it. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. So, uh, without further ado, should we just get on with the show? Let's do it. Mm-hmm. We're not going to come back and talk to you at the end, so, you know, we'll just, we'll see you next time. And if there's any open micers out there that are like, oh, I wish I could come down to Indeep and read a poem on an open mic, we're going to put on a big online open mic at some point before Christmas. We don't know any of the details yet, we don't know what's going on, but we will definitely do, we're, we've got, we're going to do all these book launches and we're going to do a big open mic and everybody will be getting involved, so keep an eye out for that It's going to be well. quite cool, I think. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. so... Yeah. Peace. Without further ado, here's Sam's incredible intro. intro! I first saw Henry through the poetry world when he was hosting um, the Poetry Night Fail Better. And it was rare to see him read a poem of his own, but we all knew that he had them. He just kind of kept them locked away. Then a few years later, I saw him read um, at the Poetry Night in deep um, and he absolutely blew everyone away what a fantastic performer and poet Yellow White Henry is. Um, He's a pillar of the Scottish poetry, literary and performance scene and whether it's through Gutter Magazine or through the Solus Festival or a vast number of physical and online publications Henry is always editing, promoting and pushing the work of others. In 2019 He won the New Writers Award for Poetry, given by the Scottish Book Trust. And in the same year, he was the writer in residence for Glasgow City Council. Speculative Books are so happy to have him on the books, on the team. And today, reading from his newest collection, The Last Lock-In, I would like to present to you the wonderful Henry Bell. Oh no, where have you gone? Ah, there you are, right. I'm still here. Excellent. And then I can make you the guy. Grand. Um, thanks so much, Sam, for that intro. That's very, very sweet of you. Um, yeah, as you say, I'm not, um, uh, I'm not often to be found reading my poems. In fact, I think this is like maybe the fourth or fifth public poetry reading I've ever done. So thank you so much for bringing out this wee book and then making me do this despite the global pandemic. Um, and thanks everyone for coming. It's nice to see your wee faces along the top. Good to see you in your fez, Austin. <laughs> um, yeah, so this, um, I'm just delighted that Spec Books have brought out this little pamphlet. Um, uh, for a lot of reasons, partly just because I really like what Spec Books do, and also because I think that these poems uh, are exactly I, the kind of poems I wanted people to be able to fit in their pocket and carry around and think about. So I hope that happens. Um, I'm going to read, uh, I think for like 20-ish minutes, um, if that's cool with everyone. 
and I'm going to start with some poems uh, from the pamphlet, which is kind of loosely a, a wee book about um, about the end of the world, really. Uh, so yeah, settle in for some cheery poetry about the apocalypse. Um, this is the title poem, and it's called The Last Lock. And can everyone hear me all right, by the way? Is that grand? The Last Lock. The winter's wind is hot this Feb and strangely from the south, and a final small red grouse has crawled into its mouth, picking up its feathered hump and getting feathered fat before it turns cocoon, then butterfly, then bat, to see at once the lastest lustrous details of the scene. The loch itself a lochen now, and ever shrinking green, is glad to have our hands placed gently in its heart to hold us as we hold it and force the world apart. The grouse is fearful thirsty now and heaving heavy sighs to answer that we question should we mourn or organise. The heat has killed the swans so arms at least no more are broken and soon it melts us all just as a final word is spoken. Please, as Scotland slumps into a dried up lochen of its own and our oil rigs and first ministers are finally alone. Um, so yeah, that's the, that's the kind of cheery stuff to expect. I like to start with one that rhymes just to show that I can do rhyming and then there's no more of that afterwards. Um, this, uh, this next poem uh, I wrote um, during that, that really hot summer two years ago when it kind of felt like the whole of, uh, the, whole of the city was melting. Um, and it's called, On the day we destroyed the world I ate a peach. On the day we destroyed the world, I ate a peach and threw away a wooden toothbrush that I had bought to save the planet, but which irritated my gums. On the day we destroyed the world, I took the train a single stop, walked 7,892 steps according to my iPhone, threw away a yogurt, some bacon and an avocado from Greece, Denmark and Peru. On the hottest day ever in Motherwell, I thought about capitalism and about having a child. On the hottest day ever in Glasgow, I watched an advert for a Chillmax cooling pillow. I coveted a Chillmax cooling pillow. I thought about setting fire to the Parliament, then coming home to rest on my Chillmax cooling pillow. The Glasgow Science Centre began to melt into the Clyde on the hottest day ever in Curiat, on the hottest day ever in Belfast, on the hottest day ever in Montreal. I thought about capitalism and about having a child on the day we destroyed the world. Um, that poem mentions it being the hottest day ever in Glasgow and Montreal and Curiat and Motherwell, but it actually turned out not to be the hottest day ever in Motherwell. There was just an ice cream van idling next to the weather station. So uh, I should probably change that for, for his poetic license. It's allowed, isn't it? Um, the next one I want to read uh, is kind of about uh, just being very, very online, which I have been at various points uh, in my life. Um, and which I think we're all finding ourselves at the moment under under the pandemic to be a bit more online than maybe is healthy. So uh, yeah, it's a sort of, it's a very affectionate take on some of uh, Yoko Ono's like fluxist instruction stuff, um, but about uh, spending too much time on Twitter and Zoom and the like. Um, it's called After Yoko Ono. Watch the news. Get up 15 minutes late, remember to incline at 45 degrees from the keyboard in horror, become a chamfered edge, wear tight-fitting clothes, uncomfortable shoes, pay attention to each pixel, 
Focus your anger, self-medicate. Imagine the sun is getting larger and larger and larger, filling the sky. Look at problems, really look at them. If you begin to feel dizzy, if your eyesight blurs and you think you can see a person at the other end of the internet or sitting next to you at work, step back, have a drink, refocus your rage and really look at those problems. Pretend you know more than you do. Doubt yourself at an existential level. Imagine that there is a storm raging between you and the person you are speaking with. You are both drowning. Put too much salt on your food. Make tea badly. Take your favourite mug and smash it. Fill your pillow with the pieces. Remember that you are entirely alone. Scream at a stranger. Hyperventilate. Listen to every noise in the night. The relentless settling of the house. The shouts of your neighbours. Cut open your mattress. Stay online. 99% of internet users give up before the real fight begins. Do not quit. Collect an armament of insults. Remember that like a good spice cupboard, your abuse should be varied. Breathe. Sound the insults out and type in caps. Punctuation may weaken you. If no one has mentioned Hitler, mention Hitler. If someone has mentioned Hitler, tell them they are a cliché. Cut all the flowers from next door's garden and throw them away. Dig a hole in their garden and let the rain fill it. Lie in that hole. Seek out and ignore advice. Drip with irony. Silence dissent. Take up smoking. Regularly quit smoking. Talk over women. Press the palms of your hand against a keyboard till your fingers are numb. Let your instinct guide your bloodless hands lumpily across the keys. Kill a small animal. Try to pull things back to plan A. Keep hydrated. Coffee or whiskey is best. Attack a friend. Ruin a joke. Whistle loudly and tunelessly. Mind your mortality. Let it stick in your throat. Every time you feel sad, take a stone from the park and place it in your bed. Boil water in a pan, keep the heat on, let the handle melt and the metal warp. Breathe in deeply. Um, it quite stresses me out even reading that one, sorry for that. Um, this next one in the collection is kind of... Um, it's a poem that, I'm, that, I, that I feel quite attached to, and it's, about, it's specifically about a kind of prominent poet who was kind of accused of having a fascist poetics and then the kind of legion of poets that leapt to his defence. But it's kind of more broadly about uh, about the poetry wars um, and about anti-fascism in general. Um, so uh, yeah, you'll probably, depending on where you come down on the poetry wars or whether you've even noticed they're happening, you might feel differently about this. But I hope you enjoy it either way. It's called Black Sun Rising. We all watch the replay. Dissecting the exact jaggy moment a knuckle drags across an ear. Chorus. It is the anti-fascists who love violence. Watch how they lap up this punch. I listen to the editor say, stop virtue signalling. Louder. See the person, not the Nazi. The poets hold the victim up. Wounded white man. The boxer poet tells us we do not know what is fascist, what is to punch. Later, I sit with the roofer poet under a carapace of olive trees and watch white soldiers shoot at youth across the fields. The Scottish Poetry Library has issued a statement. It says, shh. Um, I'm going to step away from the pamphlet for a few poems now um, and just read a couple of things that felt kind of relevant um, and then I'll kind of work my way back to uh, finishing on some ones from the pamphlet as well, if that's cool. Um, it's quite weird uh, talking to an audience that's entirely muted. Um, but uh, anyway, I hope you're still there and you're not like, <laughs> I don't know, heckling or hating it. Um, 
So this next one is called The Borders, and it's a poem uh, I wrote a while ago that's about um, Scotland and Scotland's relation to colonialism and the spoils of slavery and empire uh, and that kind of thing, which for obvious reasons feels... Um, well, there's never a time when that's not relevant, but it's particularly uh, in the news at the minute. Um, the borders lie deep in Maroon, Cimarron, Jamaica, Freetown and Jericho. Men made from tar 10,000 years ago, who walked for generations north, go home and pillage, rob and leave a hundred pipe bands in return. Bodies that trudged from Africa to Orkney return white and cold and thieving. They leave Nubians their tartan trues and whiskey and take bodies, gold and food and law. The Scottish borders stretch across the central belt and up through Aberdeen, a great gulf filled with wealth and pride and torn skin, hiding words like merchant, sugar, lord, tobacco, look out. Um, I also wanted to read uh, a poem today that's um, about a friend of mine, Alice Coy, who was, uh, who was with Rachel Corrie um, when she was murdered in Gaza um, more than 10 years ago now. And this is kind of the words uh, that Alice used to describe that happening. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know if people have seen on the news, but, uh, but another young Palestinian was killed at a checkpoint um, in East Jerusalem today. Um, which is, you know, such a such an everyday occurrence that it barely is news. But, um, but yeah, so I wanted to, to read this and think about, about that. Um, it's called Alice Coy Told Me How. The world narrowed to a single point. The war, the wars, a single point. The Iraq, Palestine, Gaza, sexism, occupation, all that blurred to nothing. My back is broken. The last words Rachel Corrie ever said. I dropped my phone, took her head in my hands to stabilise her spine. Nearby, the bulldozers and tanks were driving. The land scraped clean of homes, a steel wall instead. The world, my world, narrowed to just four people. I held Rachel's head. On her right and left, Greg and Will knelt beside her. Three friends told her that we loved her, how awesome she was. She was going to be okay. I observed the thin skin around her eyes and ears blackening with blood from the bleeding in her brain. At that moment there were just four of us in the world, and one was dying as we held her. This is the detail in every statistic. A world narrowed in, people holding their loved ones, soft flesh, hard metals. Um, to change, yeah, to change the tone a little bit off those, I thought, um, I thought I'd, uh, I'd read some poems from, from my next pamphlet. There isn't really a next pamphlet yet, but I thought it was worth pitching it to Sam in case, in case he was keen at some point. Um, so, uh, so I've been writing for a while a kind of sequence of, uh, of Glasgow poems because I have the, the kind of uh, zealousness of the convert when it comes to Glasgow. Kind of, I've lived here more than 12 years now and I just, I just never stop being excited about the city. So... Um, Although I say that, these are poems about how the weather's shit and another one about sectarianism, but still, and then one about a rat. But even so, I really love Glasgow. <laughs> um, this one's called Greater and Lesser Winter. 
That full-ripe Glasgow sun is warming up the courgettes and smashed TVs in my back court. The sky is black to my left, bright blue to my right. It rains against itself and the drops dry on the warm concrete. Summer must be taken seriously in Glasgow where limbs hang out of windows, thrilled to be as bright as the sun. Summer must be taken seriously when it comes short and sharp and fills your mouth with the taste of rain. Um, this, uh, this next one's another, yeah, another Glasgow summer poem. Uh, it's called We Were Being Good. So I get on a train full of Rangers fans and I'm reading a book about the Easter Rising and I'm feeling a bit self-conscious. Then these six Celtic lads get on at Govan, steaming, can of dragon soup each, everyone's shouting, the driver comes back to see what the trouble is. But everyone says they're having fun and no one wants any bother. And the driver's like, keep it that way, lads. But of course, the second the train sets off, everyone's up on their feet, singing and banging the walls. Zombies, big jock, new, you know the score. And I'm sat there trying to read, learning about branches of the Irish Brotherhood in pre-World War I Glasgow and thinking about how football is the worst. Then we're pulling into Partick and this old boy covered in Union Jacks walks the length of the carriage all the way up to the Celtic boys' end, and he stands there, blocking them in, chest puffed out, and he says, Fair play to you lads, it's just a game, and we're all the same underneath, eh? And then he shakes each one of their hands, and at that moment, as we're stopped at Partick, and this old man is patting one of the young Celtic lads on the back, right then, a guy in a ranger's scarf steps onto the train and spits square in the face of a boy in a green tracksuit. The man in the scarf jumps off the train, the train doors shut and the boy wipes the yellow spit that's dripping down his face and says, but we were being good. Um, this uh, is a poem uh, about coming home drunk um, and it's called Morning in Pollock Shields. I'm home half cut as you get up, keys graze the lock, fingers rucked on the storm door's lips as you open them up. I slur and laugh, you ask the fuck am I doing soaked and clearly still up. You're off to work and I'm in luck, there's eggs in the pan and tea in a cup. I say I love you and you say yep. I say I'll cook dinner when I get up, you kiss my forehead, I wish you luck. St Albert's bells ring and I hiccup. Um, uh, and this uh, last one of that we set is um, called rat caught in a manhole cover, and it's about a rat caught in a manhole cover. Rat caught in a manhole cover, you have rolled a natural one. Too fat but not quite greasy enough, you are suspended between the sewer and the stars. Easy prey for dogs, cats or motorbikes. Dear rat caught in a manhole cover, I do not offer you pity but fellow feeling. How rat-like, how human to dream of an open road, but find yourself chained to your dankness. I bet the other rats make fun of you. Here, have this poem. It's about your courage, your hope, your triumph, the way we see you full gut stuck in a manhole, straining, and all around the world say, ah, that brave rat is me. Um, I wanted to read uh, another Spec Books poem, um, Spectre Books just put out this uh, really, really lovely anthology of poem, kind of inspired by and in tribute to Eddie Morgan uh, in his centenary year, um, 
and I really recommend it. It's, it's full of the kind of fun and games that Edwin Morgan poems are all about. Um, and my poem in it uh, is called Comrade Tea Cake. Um, and it goes like this. I am watching a tonics tea cake fall to earth in real time from a height of 37,262 metres. It spins and glints, little Glasgow Sputnik, pudding of whimsy, facing the vastness, the coldness, the darkness. There is nothing better to do right now than watch a tea cake hurtle through space, 115 Eiffel Towers above us, 556 Wallace Monuments above us, here in the future. Oh, little tea cake from Glasgow to Saturn, so alone up there. But imagine what we will achieve when you have come back to Earth, sweet cosmonaut. Your red foil and stars would bring tears to a kulak's eye. No empire biscuit this, no a tea cake of internationalism, circling the earth, spreading its mallowy joy. Um, how am I doing for time? What's the... I'll call it... Yeah, what are going to say, Sam? I'm alright? Alright, I was going to read... Um, just a couple of new poems uh, that I've kind of been working on recently. Um, and this first one is a, it's a poem that I wrote um, on election day last winter, which feels a lifetime ago now. But yeah, it's a poem from last December. And it's called A Starling That You Cannot See. Today is the election and this early morning I carry you warm in my arms and with one hand open the curtains to a still dark street. Icy cars glisten and smoke from a burning tenement hangs in the air. Your dummy drops from your wee mouth and sleepily I point out a starling that you cannot see perched atop a streetlight just as it goes out. Sun rises and the blades of grass are perfect, white as milk but breakable with rime. It is your first winter bundled in this room. We watch ice from the window melting in the dawn, frost snapping under the feet of socialists and nationalists who want my vote. Look at this baby, I want to say. How would you vote if you knew it was for this baby who has hardly opened her eyes and does not yet know that summer will come? Um, and then the next new one I wanted to read you is uh, a poem uh, in, in what you'll instantly recognise as the mode of lockdown poetry, which we're going to have to suffer a huge amount of in the coming years. But, uh, but yeah, write what you know, hey. But um, yeah, so this is a poem kind of uh, about that lockdown spring, what we just had. And it's called Lockdown Duck Pond. Hannes lies with his face against the grass, eyes shut beneath the cherry tree, letting the sun wash the night shift right off him. Maxwell Park is the royal infirmary's slow antidote, and last night's deaths dispersed like dandelion clocks. The city is a conspiracy of pink blossom, and we are in about it, circling the duck pond. The wide sky is empty of plains, and the parks are full of illegal sunbathers, each limb peely against the green and the blue. We count one, two, three, four, five cop cars sailing by with their cargo of shiny police, as all Glasgow sips the same sweet warm wine from socially distanced cups. 
The city is a wildcat picnic, a secret buzzing delight. Hannes's family watch the ducks before an early bed and Kate's next shift at the Greek grocers with its long organic queues. It is not hot, but God, it's warm as we all meet six feet apart and feel the strange pull of this strange year and are grateful for it. Um, and then I thought I would finish on, uh, on two of the last poems in this pamphlet. Um, uh, one of which is also a kind of, uh, a kind of Corona poem, uh, which, yeah, uh, it's called A Taking In. Place your feet shoulder width apart, dig your toes into the soil, then look. Look at the horizon. Make sure all between here and there are well. Close then open each eye in sequence and shift your view to see what all and well will mean. Don't stay home, or rather stay and wrap your home around another. Share out and recompose broken seams. Allow yourself all this then let it rinse your eyes, wash your hands, slope slowly from want to need, and enough that is small and for all. This reckoning, this sharing out, is an offering and taking in. Watcher, tailor, gatherer, host. Um, and then uh, I'll finish uh, with this, which is called A Plea to Those Who Come After. Um, because the pamphlet has a kind of hopeful ending, even though it's about the end of the world. When this heather is all burnt and its ash has grown a rainforest, may our rusted jaw of pylons whisper to you who come after as you cry with relief into the loch. Please sing a cruel song of our hot winter, the binary and the empire, and a sweet song that mourns the mass dying of the birds, and of the small, sweet-feathered survival. Please curse us gently, please squeeze laughs from out our growth, and become ever smaller and so wild. Please be kind, I hope that it still snows here and we've learnt that those who burn get burnt. And um, thanks so much for listening to all that and coming along. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Cheers. Cheers.